Pulpery is brought to you by the Goddamn Sauce. Place your orders at thegdsauce.com. Yes, he has now turned into a New Orleans contractor <laughs> who owns half of the suburbs. <laughs> He's like the, I got this great place in Metairie. You hey, wanna... <laughs> I'm in charge of the neighborhood association over here. I can get you good lots. <laughs> I'm not saying. I got a good mortgage company. We can close over here. A grocery store is going to go next right door. You there. want it? And you know what? Just for you, I'm just gonna see. We're gonna put a liquor store down the street. All right? Okay. What are you doing? That is now Lando. We're gonna get some balls for your weird Jedi kid. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Basically, whatever you want, I can do. If we not, said we said New Orleans contractor, and then we turned into like. Well, you know, technically they a, would come down here. A and, Jersey Shore. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. We're not New Orleans contractors. We're from fucking Jersey. Welcome to Paul Paris Nerdcast, where we run down what we are currently watching, focus on the most interesting stories in TV, movies, and video games, and get mad about the smallest details. It's been a minute, and there's a lot, so buckle your seatbelts, yeah. kids. We got a lot to get through, yeah. We will. We'll start with Ant-Man. And we've fully intended on recording last week but shit got out of hand yeah at completely out of hand that's a whole other episode if we got into we, that's the, the that's schedule of, of our lives that's the omnibus at the end of the year yeah with the the old man rant episode. yeah oh we should totally just bitch about our lives correct that's what it's gonna be you're gonna get a two-hour <laughs> omnibus about us oh the omni us god damn i'm writing that down. <laughs> Here, wait, let me reset the timer. Uh, no, I want that on fucking... All right, fine. Fuck it. Okay. Fuck so, it. We'll do it live. Ant-Man. I, uh... Fuck all of the bad reviews. I will get to that later. Yeah. It was pretty much what I was expecting. Yeah. It's Ant-Man. It, we're, we're, it's not Casablanca. Here. No. We're not we're not talking about It Dr. wasn't directed Shif- by Stanley Kubrick. It's not Dr. Shafago. Well, although oddly enough, I did find I do find it interesting that Ant Man along with Spider Man are the only sets that have had the same director every time. Really? That is yeah. fascinating. Right. So all three Spider Man movies, same director. All three Ant Man movies, same director. I had no idea. Different writers, but director. Yeah. So, which ends ultimately ends up being the vibe of the movie. Yeah, pretty much. Because where it's like, remember, original Ant Man was supposed to be done by Edgar Wright. I remember that, which would not have worked. And I love me some fucking Edgar Wright. I do. Yeah. No, he's he. You know what he could do? He could do a Doctor Strange. Sure. Or I mean, you know, any one of the numerous characters that they have coming out too. But oh, good I don't call. think he's done. Like I think he's just yeah. I mean, well, if his name's been mentioned, then of course well, it's still in. He, the... he wrote the original Ant Man script, and then uh-huh. they and then they altered it from. Oh, know, that's why match. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's waiting for his moment. Now that he's been mentioned, he yeah. Oh, God damn. All right, my brain just. I went. know. I know. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. Sorry. You just. You just fucked. So Ant Man. Yeah, on the whole, Ant Man. No, I liked go. it. Watch I this. Liked it. You know what? Fuck that movie because they recast his daughter. <laughs> yep. You're gonna get a lot of that later. Yeah. Um. Because that's what. That's what made you know, uh, Endgame was Scott Lang's daughter for two seconds. And don't get me wrong, his because we watched, the wife and I watched the first two movies before we went and saw the third one. And yeah. His daughter's adorable, but go fuck yourself if, if you think that. So, it was perfect. Who, Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah. Owned that shit. Super fucking star. Oh yeah, no, I mean, no, she did a fantastic that's job. That's what I'm saying. Like she, the whole thing. Like I'm not talking about it. Like I get it. Like that's how you drive the plot. But you know, well, at the same time, like that's not the age we live anymore. Like and and, and okay, okay, so families share too much. <laughs> which you know, again, that there's probably some dude sitting in his basement was like, there's no way she would do that. Yeah, uh, who was you know shitting on the movie, but. 
I get it. Maybe you don't want to talk about it because it's like my dad not wanting to talk about, you know. Well, the setup for war, it. But yes. Was was long in the making. And oh, then, of course. And then when you, when you finally realize, like, when she understands who Kang is. I think she knew all the time, though. Well, but, like, particularly when she put her hand on the, like, when she's oh, helping okay. him. When she, yeah, the right. flashback. Yep, 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 yep. And then that's when you go like, oh, okay, like you you knew this guy was could destroy worlds. So yeah, that's why you don't want to tell anybody about him. You mean, and he was sent there, yeah, as prison that he could never get out of. But then we find out he's sent there by the bad kings on purpose. We got a limited amount of time for this, so we got to jump around. So yeah, and we yeah. will. Um, but yeah, how- Michelle Pfeiffer was great. Michael Douglas continues to impress. Yeah, I mean, he was. I mean, in, not that I'm surprised. He, he was in Falling that. Down. I mean, yeah. I, I, yes, I didn't uh, say Wall not, Street. Let's not forget Romancing the Stone, my friend. <laughs> I don't know if they're rest, ready for that. <laughs> don't know. <laughs> we're just going to say that and we're going to move on. Um, was he? No. <laughs> Annie was in the game. I, yeah, I mentioned Edgar Wright, and you got stuck. You mentioned Falling Down. I'm still always like, why doesn't that movie get more plaudits than it should? That movie was amazing. It. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, it's yeah. ahead of its time. <laughs> like, think about it. If you watch that now, it still holds up today. Yeah. I tried to find it, and you, you can't watch it. Like, you have to buy it. That and True Colors. Remember that, Sean Penn, Robert Duvall? Remember Fuck. that? <laughs> Colors. Colors. I am a nightmare walking psychopath. Sorry. Do anyway. I remember fucking colors? Uh, I take offense to the question. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I apologize. So, yes. Bill Murray. It, it, it was a fun cameo. That, yeah. Oh, was it? And the way that he went from like, everybody's like, oh, look, it's silly him. And that he turned on a dime heel quick. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, they used him perfect. I think Bill Murray should play nothing but heels moving forward. I was going to say, like, he might have a future in pro wrestling. Like, the arrogant heel? You mean Austin Theory? Well, or he's gonna say, or yeah, he or he really leaned back into his uh, big urn from Kingpin. Oh, did he ever <laughs> see everybody? He's known it all along. Yeah, but now we're just now finding out. He got to check off Marvel um, actor on his uh, bucket list. Yeah, so perfect. And doesn't have to return for anything. No. Yeah, one and done. And I mean, maybe was that was a day of work. Bill Murray. Yeah. Uh, he, he can do whatever the fuck and, he wants. And that, yeah, I I don't think it's ever happened. You had Bill Murray, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Michael Douglas in the same scene. On the screen together. together yeah. Together. Paul Rudd had the boner the size <laughs> of the arch. The <laughs> is what he did. God, could you imagine? So, it was... The movie was... Great, great. The acting was fine. Yeah, it's a fucking MCU movie. It, it's not up for the Oscars. Rebel warrior princess yes. lady was great. The uh, so um, our, our I thought the rebel actress was um, the 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 actress from Ex Machina and Tomb Raider. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's no. not. No, she was too. Well, I, I think it a lot of that was CGI because she was also like a foot taller than everybody. Yeah. So I think it was a little bit of CGI as well. But the woman who played that, I forget the she actress. She was yoked name. up. Yeah, she's like an MMA. Yeah, well, and I, I found whatever. that out yeah. after yeah. the fact. Uh, but our, um, I'm blanking on the character's name, but our, our Russian friend from the previous two, he was the voice of the uh, light-headed guy. The yes. guy that shot the that light. Guy was, he was so Destiny guy. He was awesome. God, who was the Russian guy? I know what you're talking about. But like Vlad or whatever. You're like, right. oh, this is a bad place to be. Yes. You know, like just, that. Yeah. It's so funny at least because the there was, actor got to have a little something in there. Just like Modoc's actor. I can never yeah. remember his name. Oh, I would there have had it. I fucked with you. Yeah. So they did that with Corey him. Corey Stoll. Oh, well done. Yeah. Well done. 
I would not have known that. I like um, him. He's always so good in, in most and everything I've seen him in. He's done a good job. What was the TV show he was in about the vampires? Um, oh, I thought you that. I remember he was in the short-lived Law and Order L.A. Yep, <laughs> he was in that. He had a mustache. And still the shaved he head. Had his head. Uh, he, he had a very G. Gordon Liddy vibe. Going I think on. he has the shaved head. Um, I think he's been rocking that for a yeah. minute. Oh, yeah. God. The Strain. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kimi from Lost yeah. was in it as well. Yeah. The books were really good. Um, killed it. Modoc. And I know that's another one of the internet's favorite thing to hate on. But no, I thought I thought they did a good job with it. If you don't know who Modoc is, that's it. And he was the... He, he's not a main player in much, right? But he's, even so, is that when you really think back on it, because they introduced the other Kangs... Right. So other Kangs could have other ideas. So we could still have our Patton Oswalt Modoc. Yes, we could have anything. This, perfect. I love the fact that it was just his face, because guess what? Spoiler alert. He's only a face, face yeah. in the comic. Well, or, you know, or watch the Hulu series, which was fantastic, yes. too. Again, to reference your yeah. patent. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he just he just has the tone for me oh, that, I mean, that yeah. fits. Moto- but, but Corey Stoll did a wonderful job of, of getting into that whiny persona that, thank for Thank you. It. That's exactly where I was headed. Which <laughs> is like, exactly what Modoc should be. He nailed that whiny, like, preteen... Yeah. Yeah, I hate you. And then, it, and then he, and then, even when he came around in the end, he's just like, "I'm an Avenger now." Right? Like, you're dude. not. <laughs> Stop it. So you know, these are all the things. It, it was fine. Now we'll we'll finish this because we're, we're just we're, we're but we're just dancing around the most important point. The the, the the point being that Jonathan Majors and the disdain on his face every time he spoke to anyone and then knowing that this guy is going to be in several Marvel yeah. movies and TV in, shows in different versions of himself <sighs> this is the theme of the show gives me a boner the size of the St. Louis <laughs> just saying your brother nailed it <laughs> yep that's the theme of this week's show yeah. um, congratulations Justin yes well done <laughs> Thank you. Um, Master of a penis joke. Fucking killed it. He needs a trophy. <laughs> In the chamber. We're getting a trophy for you. Just wait. Remember, my wife does that shit, Justin. Say, okay. Next Christmas. So, oh, he... So he basically played several characters in this one movie, right? Yeah. He played the injured pilot guy. Yeah. And then... They did another flashback where he was helping. But once he gets found out, then his whole exactly. demeanor changes. Then it's, you're, you're fucking right, I'm King the Conqueror. And because he was, he even used that soft touch on Ant Man. Yeah. Like that's what he was trying to do. And ultimately, he's just trying to get the fuck out of there. But, spoiler alert, the real King sent him there as a test basically right or that where he he was apparently according to the story he was trying to defeat them right and re and i'm i'm thinking well it's i'm assuming because of the credit scene it's not the same king that we saw in loki but so it's, this no, king no, no, no. is that trying was he who shall not be named this is right. king the conqueror and so but he's trying to fix the timeline ruptures that the other kings had done so they send him there to, right. as a prison. Right. But then get mad at the end and they're like, All right, fuck this, all bets well, are I mean, off. That's what that's what psycho or you know, sociopaths and psychopaths do. Because uh, even the Kang the Conqueror was like, If you kill me, right. more shit's gonna happen as opposed to you letting right. me he out. was where he he was the he was what the stopgap, he was yes. the keystone. Because he, he was if you let me live, I'll get out and I'll make sure all those other kings right. go away because I'm the conqueror. And then you'll just it'll and he be does it me. by shitty means. So right. it's just yeah. it'll be me. Yeah, I'm the conqueror. I will take over everything. Right. You may hate it, but it will be one person. And Dead. I will let your planet live. Correct. Dead. 
oh, now you've got fucking yeah. Kangs. An plural. arena full of Kangs. And not just, like, human-shaped Kangs. Like, it looked... Oh, can there be a Modoc Kang? Dude, there could be whatever fucking Kang. It looked like the uh, the Council in Star Wars. Yeah. With all the different species, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, but on cocaine. And they all look like Kang. Excuse me. <clears throat> they all look like Jonathan Majors. Yeah. Or Cocang. <laughs> okay, you know what? We're gonna find okay, Cocang. But so as you are as you're making note of that, but but to go back to the man himself. Yeah, we uh we are now existing in Jonathan Majors world. And we are all only here just to watch his movies. And so he had, and if you haven't gone out and watched Devotion, it's a fantastic, it's actually really, I was really impressed. I started it and haven't yeah. finished it, but I was impressed as well. And Don't he's forget got this, Lovecraft Country. Right, exactly. Well, but it's like, he's now, he's now up he's, in, look, in starring roles now. He, he, dare I say the Pedro Pascal of MCU? Yeah. Or not that, just that. He's the... But he's also... I mean, he's got Creed three coming out. Say, he is the... Oh, God damn it. He is the ebony to Pedro Pascal's ivory. Well, I think... Yeah. Or, or in this case, I think he might be the heir to Chadwick Boseman's roles. Like, he's now going to be the go-to lead black actor because michael b jordan's making the transition to behind the camera he's he's a writer and a director yeah more than he is acting yeah You're absolutely right so i mean unfortunately with the untimely death of chadwick boseman now like there is that need to fill correct and there is denzel washington's too old and, and Idris elba is getting up there in age yeah. as well did i say his first name right yeah you did fuck he's Write also it down he's also he, he, Elba's at that stage where he can be selective he's, in what he's doing. He's Tom Hanks. Uh, Marshala Ali's getting to that point too, where oh, yeah, yeah, he he's has he's he's got an Oscar, he's got enough acclaim. Who was the guy that was in uh, Tenant? Which was oh, that's uh, that's Denzel Washington's kid. Thank you. Um, I, is it Mark David Washington, something like that? Is it three names? Sounds yeah. right. Uh, but yeah, he's fantastic too. And he, he is about to get his chance. Yeah. Even though Inception should have put him on the fucking map anyway. All right, next. Real quick. <laughs> right. All right, here we go. We're going to Well, choose. we got to get to Mando. Okay. Okay, yes. Yeah. Mando. Mando. Episode one well, was... speaking of living in other people's worlds, we're also existing in Pedro Pascal's world. Of rescuing um, orphaned children. Children, yeah. yes. So... Episode one set the stage, right? Because now we know what he wants in season three, right? All he wants is back into the Mandalore. The, yeah, the coven. Is that what they the, call yeah. it? The coven? Well, I mean, but that's it's a, what it um, is. I forget what um, Bo-Katan calls that group, but yeah. They're, they're just the Mandalorians. They're like the, yeah, they're the purists or... At any rate, so he wants, actively wants, which I didn't see fucking coming. I just assumed once he found Grogu, he was just like, you know what? I'm done. We're on our own. We're, we're going to just go about the universe as we should. Do some jobs here and there. We don't know if that's what it's going to be, though. Correct. We could very but, well end up in that where he's like, wait, I got to do what now? Well, so, that. But, which we're actually going to get to see the river or the sea under the surface of Manda, Ma, the mines. It's very yeah, yeah. It's very Tolkien. The like the mines that, of I, Moria. I, I felt yeah. the same way. Okay, um, but the water. But I thought in they the mentioned yeah, water. Yeah, yeah. There, there's like supposed to be water down there that he can like baptize himself in, and he's a Mandalorian again. I can't. I hate that you use the word baptize because that is all I'm gonna see now. <laughs> But I, I got the same sense. Yeah. Baptized didn't come to mind, and now I hate you for yeah, it. Yeah, Because that's exactly what it is. Sorry, I work he's at gonna, a Catholic school, so. Or he's going to bathe in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Okay, there you go. See, I, I worked that in. Or, yeah, or wash himself clean in the River Ganges, so. <sighs> yep. Knock on wood. That was fantastic. So, 
But that's that's where this is headed, right? Yeah. Like the whole first episode was just okay. This is where I'm at. I fucked up before, but I had to do that to get where I'm at now. All I want now is to make amends. Yeah. Pay his penance. Well, and in the brief little time we have a, and we're gonna roll over. And Carl Weathers is now a suburban landowner. <laughs> okay, so he's let like, me give you this plot on the outside. Of so, so he he is correct. Here he wait, is, I'll just I'll just restart this. So he is now. Yeah, just started. We're just gonna keep fucking going. Doesn't yeah. matter. Until we run out of time. Well, no, so, we're just, yeah, we're no, just, no, we're just. I'll mark we're, it down. We're just rolling. Mark it, dude. So, mark uh, it. dude, mark it. Mark it, dude. Yeah. Um, how many episodes is it? Well, we're at or nine. Yeah, okay, nine. Nine total. Okay. So episode so one. So you're getting giraffes on Sunday, my friend. I know. <laughs> I know. We got the worst. All the non-gamers, you have no. No, you don't. And we're we're if we're just talking about this. Is you have no idea if you've what's about to happen before. Yeah, then just wait. And I'm not. We're gonna stop if, yeah. at that. If if him calling her baby girl, I lost major... my fucking mind. <laughs> lost my mind. Cried. I'm about to cry now thinking about it. All right. Well, let's jump okay, back. So we're gonna back up. We're gonna, we're gonna do one of those episodes where you start at the end <laughs> yeah, and then go yeah. three weeks earlier. <laughs> That's what we're doing now. So, <laughs> yeah. fuck. First, okay, we'll, we'll do episode seven first. Yeah. Episode seven was, in the game anyways. The DLC, yeah. Right, it was, and it was a breather in between, like, this is what happened in the normal game, right? And they, first of all, I'm going to do the, I have to do game versus TV show. Well, well. Just to preface, episodes seven and eight are almost shot for shot, line for line, other than a few add-ons. Correct. From the video game. And the add-ons were inferred in the games. Yeah. Right? It just wasn't like, oh, we're just Or at least that's where our imaginations went. That that's yes. I mean that's that's the beauty of Neil Druckmann's video game is art like his way of doing a video game. Storytelling. Is that he leaves those little finer points up to the player? Yeah. Like, well, case in point, we never assume in the video game. It's never said that David is this evangelical kind of person. No, but, but you kind of get the sense. Yes, yeah, exactly. In your imagination, the, goes he, that way. He, in the game, he's very David Koreshi. Yeah. You know, Jim Jordan, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Oh wait. No, I just said the senator's name and not the. Same thing. Six of one, half a dozen of another. Did I tell you you were wrong? Okay. No. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> god damn it. it. Episode seven really nailed Ellie. Like, you needed to know. We've know we got Joel's backstory. We know where he yeah. stands. We know everything up until the point where he got gigged, which he's about to get gigged. Um, that, we'll explain that for yeah. people who don't know what gigged is. You go frog gigging, or you get gigged with a sharp object. That's it. Right? Well, they've already seen. It. I mean, that happened at the end of episode. I, I know. Six, I was right? just defining the word gig. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you get her being a child. Right. Right. How old is? Because they don't say it outright in either one. No, they did. It was like episode two, I think, when they're walking. Toward the Capitol building, uh, Tess asked her, and she's what fourteen? No, I'm talking about her in the girlfriend. DLC. Yeah. Oh, I think she's a couple of years, like one well, or two we, years. We older. get that she's older, yeah. but they never say the age. No. Okay, but it's inferred clearly the way Ellie 
worships her slash yeah is in love with her yes yeah Yeah. looks up to her idealizes her right thank you that's way more eloquent (laughs) than me going you know she worships her at her feet this isn't a fucking kink here um But the way they go through all that, right? Where they turn the light on and Ellie's just blown fucking away like, oh my fucking God. And they go, they they hit all the high points just like in the game. You know. Well, reeling you in. Now they've got you hooked. So he is slowly reeling you in. Well, and before we get back to the story, and I did enjoy it in the uh make it or the the extra at the end they did give a shout out to the set designers mm-hmm. that they fucking nailed a like that's not even like a 2003 no, no. that was like a 199 all i mean the it should have been aladdin's castle yes and there should have been i'm sorry i'm don't know why they didn't put a spencer's gift in there that would have made jokes aplenty, like a couple of, you know, sex it's, swings, it's, dildos. It's obviously and, because of, right, trademarks or something. Yeah. But they in the game, when you played the game, you went, wow, man, they attention to detail here. Yeah. Then in the show, they, God, it, it was the photo booth, uh, my picture, because remember, you can like upload it to Twitter 20 years ago. Or whatever it was. Remember, you played the DLC and you could take the picture. Well, the last time I played the DLC, it was the whole thing was the the ink and all that was dried up. So they never got the picture. No, I have a picture somewhere. It doesn't matter. What I'm saying is shot for shot, screen for screen. Yeah. Even the, I didn't think they were going to put in the dancing. Yeah. With the mask on. And then the kisses right after that. Yeah. I, I was... I'm glad they did. I was worried. The review bombers apparently didn't... Weren't, weren't particularly stoked about that, but fuck them. Well, it included everything... Actually, I think the only thing that they didn't have in from the DLC was where they threw the bricks at the cars. Correct. They kept them inside. Yeah. They did. Because she was like, meet me here, blah, blah, blah. I'm leaving tomorrow. That was the whole thing. I guess the the overall point of that episode, that portion of the game, even though it was a DLC, was to show Ellie not in the world that she's in and how she became not infected. Right? So it was like knocking out two birds with one stone. Like, this is what shaped her, and this is what her future holds as well. Well, and I, I think too is, and uh, I don't, I don't want to give away too much, but there's only one more episode left. Yeah. Well, but I mean, like, um, but like the big thing is, and I feel particularly with the where the series has been going, particularly what they did with Matt, uh, Sam. Yes. And, yep. Uh, is that along with now adding in? I keep wanting to call it the DLC episode. I mean, that's... But but that idea of they really are establishing why Ellie wants to save the world. Exactly. Because all she has seen in her short life is she was locked up, right? Caged up because she was seen as this freak. Again, you could... Parallels to today's world, whatever. But yes, that is all she's known her 14 years that and then the significant time with joel and sam and her god i hate that i don't know what her girlfriend's name was the character oh my god yeah exactly so that and then to end it the way that they did twice (laughs) like you thought oh my god her girlfriend's dead the love of her life so far she's dead we all know Ellie lives. Right. But then to come back, they circled back around to Joel with her. Yeah. And it's just like, here, I'm going to rub some salt in that wound real quick <laughs> before we get to the most fucked up episode of the of this series, season series at this point. Yeah. I can't imagine being a viewer 
And not knowing where and the not, story like, is going. Justin, I, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> don't know how you fucking do it. Don't know how you deal. Kudos to you. Everybody I've known has played the game. Right, right like, yeah. Like, you know, I don't know a larger audience that I've met that's like, I love this show and I've never played the game. The next episode. Oof. You ready to move on? You got some, you want to talk about episode seven. Episode seven was, not to give it shit, it's pretty straightforward. Well, so the one thing I will say this that I thought really worked in the video game DLC that they didn't do, but it, again, I understand why they made the choice because Ellie, for the entire series, has been talking about playing a video game. Correct. But what I really liked about the DLC was that was already established in the game and everything like that. Yes. But in the DLC, well, her girlfriend, since we can't remember the character's name, which is irritating to me. Um, For some reason, I want to say it's like Ripley or Riley or something. I, I think you're right. I, I, I think ahead. it's something like that. But anyway, when they're in the mall in the video game, the, the, the Mortal Kombat machine doesn't work. And so that sucks. But so uh, I was really hoping you'd find it by now. No, but I did. her I'm girlfriend uh, starts describing the game, and she plays through it in her imagination. Ready? You ready? Yeah. Riley. Riley. Yeah. So Riley. Wait, Riley Reed. Oh, no wonder nice. I, yeah. I kind of. Okay, go ahead. But so anyway, like in the video game. She just walks Ellie through it, and Ellie uses her imagination. Exactly. And that, that to me, created, like, what was another... They, they had plenty of other examples in the episode. Yes. Um, like, like the lingerie little bit and stuff like that. But in the video game, that was... I always thought that was a nice touch of, like, showed, like, that what building bond. What was going bond. on, but then, it yeah. was, it, but then it was, like, the bubble over Ellie's yeah. head where you knew what she was thinking. Thinking, yeah. Right? And this, they couldn't really do that because they haven't done the like narrator part. So right, it was yeah. just more like they had to throw in the, the long. Like, I'm not mad about it, but yeah. No, 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 if they no, get, no, But I'm just, but yes. That was one thing I thought that worked really well in the DLC. Of course that, it did. That didn't, that didn't translate over, um, but. But it did, but I, I yeah. see what you're saying. Um, I love that episode. Yeah. Not as much as I love the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to be the shill, and I'm going to be like the next episode, episode eight, is, I mean, it's it's the best episode of the season so far, and what did I text you? It's like Jordan in 88 or 89, Yeah, like that's what this show's become, <laughs> like not quite goat, like they can't yeah. beat the Pistons yet, No, yeah. they're close. They got to embarrass Isaiah Thomas first. <laughs> <laughs> and Bill Lambeer, which I uh, think they may, may do this week. <laughs> but at any rate, so episode eight, right? Right. Introduces the most heinous monster yeah. in, in the first game. And yes, I know we're talking about clickers and bloaters and all this other shit. This motherfucker, David, right? Yeah. You gross 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 human being well they did I'm trying to think like they they added on to that character like so in the game they're well I mean just to just to say it straightforward like you know he's he's very calm and creepy like he is in the show and they show the cannibalism, but there's not that. There's not the. They don't address the evangelical part of it. They don't it. address the God complex that he has. Yeah, and then I mean, there, there, there's a, there's a couple of moments in the video game where you realize like, his intentions for Ellie, but man, did they do an amazing it job was, in that episode. It was like almost yeah. pedophile gross. Well, and they did a wonderful job of first like presenting him seemingly like he's this harmless right. kind yeah. of person. Just and then non-assuming the, dude. And the first inkling you get like something's off is when he smacks the shit out of that girl. Yes. Who, you know, t 
tells him what to do. Like, or I don't even think she like, says oh, that. God. She's just, I think she suggests like, you know, something. Yeah, or you, like maybe yeah, you this should is kill better. him. He's great. Like, yeah. And the way that they went back and forth, right? Because it, it wasn't a straightforward line. Like it was him and the, the his group. Yeah. I can't remember his bitch's name who followed him the whole way. Well, that were uh, I forget the character's name, but that was um, Troy Troy Baker, the voice of Joel. Oh, was it? Yeah. God, I knew he sounded familiar. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, you were still David's bitch in this episode. Oh yeah, he did a really good job though. Oh, he fucking killed it. Yeah, kill. Which again, I'm side note is that did we run out of time already? Well, the internet shut off, and then I'm 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 getting ready to adjust the time. I just got it's all good. I got to do the math in my head. Oh, that'll be fun. So I knew he sounded familiar. We can cut that out. Um, <laughs> What was the chick's name that was with them? Were they husband and wife? Oh, you mean like the like the mother of the daughter? Yes. That he smacked the crap out exactly. of? Exactly. No, it's like, so they're, they're, uh, the girl's dad was the guy that Joel killed after he got stabbed with the bat. That was that uh, dude. Okay, yep. And oh, you're right, because she mentioned she was like yeah. that, that that's the thing. He killed one of us. Yeah. I know you wanna I know you wanna hurt him. And she's with him, but there's a greater good here. So okay. Yep. And and that's one I of those things that is very fascinating to me about A the game and what they've been doing in this is that you have these people who attack them. And then later they meet like the people who sent them, and they're like, "Yeah, they killed one of ours." It's like, but they were trying to kill them. Now that you say that, it just hit me had an epiphany that yeah. a lot of the people they run into for game one and two, it, it, the same thing. Yeah, it's, like, it's a theme, right? So, it, and it's like all that, the bad people think that they're doing great things, and, and if anything bad happens to them, well, it was the same with the. A lady in uh, Kansas City, right? Yes. Like they try and kill Joel, and then they're like, "Well, they killed one of ours, so we got to kill him." Like, well, maybe if he was like, "Hey, I'm not trying to kill you." Right. We're just gonna hang out. Yeah. But that's why I go back to my initial statement about the worst monster. Yeah. Is, in the show is man is human. Which I get it. It's the trope of the whole zombie genre. Right, it's yeah. not the zombie apocalypse or the monsters; it's the humans that right, turn but, into monsters. And like to to give the show credence, like uh, like Walking Dead tried to do that, but they never really capitalized on it. No, and like that's the thing; like we haven't seen a clicker since and the bloater. Yeah, that's the last time that we saw a. Monster fungi infected yeah. or whatever you want to call it although I think they banned that word and zombie from the set right yeah um, but anyway so two things to wrap this up because we're running out of time god damn it I mean we can always carry it over into the that's other all good but so well I would just say this the biggest twitter response I saw was when Ellie kills David and it was like and and not that it's a surprise to me, but that was clearly in a, a not only an emotional moment, but uh, one that many people could attach themselves to, and and completely celebrated and were liberated by Ellie destroying the fuck out of Dave, or as Liverpool did to Manu, um, stole no, his soul. I, out I of think him. Liverpool did to Manu was worse than what Ellie did. <laughs> To David, if that, yeah, They're never gonna fucking twist, not twist a knife into Manu. But man, she she gets that is the point. Even in the game, and it more so in the next episode. But I guess she's done it now, where she gave him the medicine and stuff. Yeah, but she went through. Where her and Joel are now at the same. Correct, like she. They are went through 
that's a Silver Sun pickup song, and I went and saw them last Thursday, which was part of the reason we didn't record. Um, yes, they are. She went through her shit, which was, again, goes back to what I was saying before episode seven here is that. If you need a change in your condiments, go to thegdsauce.com and change the way you think about how you eat. From their signature goddamn sauce to their ghost pepper sauce, they have everything you need. So stop using the same old boring condiments and boss up. I'm going to say this. I mentioned it earlier with Ant-Man and The Last of Us. But these review bombing fucking trolls need to fucking go away. I'm going to say a bunch of shit that I, it will probably get me in a lot of trouble. But... Well, can I set you up with yes, this real quick? Yes, please do. So, Just tee it up for me. Well, and, the, or, and this will tee, or it's one of the just li- little things that I wanted to deal with. And that's like, so with the people disappointed with Ant-Man, I'm sorry, have you seen the other Ant-Man movies? These are not the epicenter of the MCU universe. No, they're they've always gaps. been. Yeah, they've, they've always been like fun little asides. Um, dare I say... Well, we're both going off of that. Dare I say family movie. Yeah. You know, like, they leaned heavily into the comedy. It's Paul Rudd, right? Right. Uh, You've got Freckles, yes. And you've got Michael Douglas, yes. Freckles. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah, Okay. But... Yes, this isn't the civil wars wars no. of, the, of the world. It's not a Russo brothers movie. I say that three times. Yeah. Uh, no, it's not. It is. He's. It's not no, a Ryan Coogler movie. It's no not, offense yeah. to Ant Man and the Ant Man fans, I love him, but he's not integral to much. No. Except that. He even admits it. He's a side character Thank you. to everything. That that you know what? Perfect. He helped Captain America. He opened and closed the movie saying as much. Yeah. Thank you Spider-Man like Exactly. Right. They uh the writers of the movie are aware of it. So like this idea of like oh, it's not this, it's not that like or you were, the expecting, fuck were you expecting some massive you know, reveal of the big bad. And yeah, you did get that. Yeah. But, you know, it it bothers me that people, their expectations versus what is really the thing, there's no correlation to the, it's shit. And I get, it's all opinion, right? It's, It's all opinion. But, Come on, man. Well, I'm going to swing open the door a little further here. Here we go. Okay. So when the, you know, when also entertainment reporters in their genius world (sighs) ask people like Martin Scorsese and even Stevens, the Steven Spielberg one I do find funny, but ask Martin Scorsese like what he thinks about MCU, MCU movies and he's like, oh, they're trash, they're not cinema. And they're like, okay. Nobody is saying that they are. And, but then at the same time, when they ask somebody like Steven Spielberg and you want to go, like, people accused you of this back with Jaws and E.T. that you were, you know, blanding out American cinema. But yet you made classics. Goonies. I think John Hughes got hit with that shit. Sure, yeah. With the... Oh, it's Shermer, not, Illinois right. trilogies and shit exactly. like that. Yeah. But it like at the but same back time, like then there was no internet. There was no shit that actually affects, which it's sad that a few websites, Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic and all this, that that can affect sales, ticket sales, and then therefore snowball into you get no more of that story, even though it was perfectly fine. Yeah. Well, I I kind of feel with the MCU, yeah. so much is set that, and even now, 
it's like, look, okay, Ant-Man's not going to do that well, but the next five things will. Right. Like, it, it all feeds into the same feeder system. But at the same time, like, it's first like off... It's like a corporation with multiple entities under it. And we've talked about this in, at varying different states, whether it's test audiences or even <sighs> even ticket sales, even stuff like this, like, or, you know, whether it's awards or that. Uh, like Downlo- again, downloads, K- views the first week it debuts on... Well, first off, like, people who want to sit there and say, like, it's not real cinema. These are the same people that are in, in an organization that never gave Stanley Kubrick a best director. Exactly. I'm just saying. These are the same people where they're just like... And I'm not talking about Eyes Wide Shut, but, the, you know. No. You know what? Never mind. Less said the better. But I'm just saying, like, but, like, you know, like this the is fact the same that, industry yeah. that turns out. I don't want to get out, on a Cooper grant. Nope. Uh, yeah. No. no. <laughs> I mentioned them earlier. We're moving on. I love you, Stanley. This is the same industry that churns out 87 Fast and the Furious movies. Sure. Or 32 Transformers movies. Right. It, it, like, it's okay. So, what is that? Oh, but that's entertainment. We all love the Fast and the Furious. Exactly, because you all know that it's entertainment, right? Like, it's just, it's not meant to be anything other than, like, Nicole Kidman says it best. You go to the theater to feel. Sure, yeah. To enter another world. And I think with review bombing, as... As you're talking about that, it's that is that if you are somebody, well, and I I will say this, is that I would hope anybody around our age understands, and this goes like you said, goes back before the internet, like particularly, and I will pick on somebody about this, Peter Travers. Remember, Rolling Stone used to yep. always it would be there would be two pages of movie reviews. Well, not only that, but like on TV, it would be Peter Travers uh, says, this is an amazing movie. And you go see the movie and you're like, that is fucking terrible. I learned that a long time ago. But then you go see like an indie flick Shishkel, that nobody reviewed. Shishkel and Ebert right. ruined me because they would be on TV like on Saturday mornings before wrestling or something. Yeah. Thundercats. Yeah. And they would be shitting on movies. And I'd be like, what are you, you know, like then as we got older that why what makes you the expert on what is good art because that's all we're talking about we're talking cinema or tv art itself anything yeah. high art versus low art yeah. like what makes it's you still the expert just fucking art correct yeah back then it wasn't so bad because it was just like okay i'm gonna read a newspaper i want to go see this movie okay these guys say me we'll go see it now it's I will say this it's like if you it's on Amazon it's a wonderful documentary about the kids in the hall but they talk about how the Siskel and Ebert review of Brain Candy like destroyed it and I will tell you this even though it is a hot fucking fever dream oh it is a fucking dumpster fire of course Brain Candy what it's one of my favorite Orgasmo by the dudes from South Park yeah well, they even rated like UHF, like they gave it like two thumbs down. It's and... like a Razzie, like yeah. No. No. You you were expecting, you know, you know what? If not, if it's a reflection on you that you honestly thought that a movie well, called UHF with Weird Al in it was going to be a eight star classic. Well, A, it is. And no, B... no, 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 it's not. <laughs> Because it's a 10-star classic. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thank you. Asshole. It's, uh, yeah. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, these were the, I mean, luckily the humor was on par at the time, but, like, if, like, Holy Grail came out now, they'd be like, it's derivative. Or, oh, you know, the jokes aren't timely because it's in medieval. Like, who gives a shit? Like, and that's... You're really not laughing at... And that or like, and that's my point about like M- MCU <laughs> stuff. I'm not none of yellow. Us, 
No, but sorry. Yeah, but no. I mean, it's like we're not sitting here saying Ant Man is the pinnacle of, of all the cinema, art of movie, or even any movie in the MCU. No. Yes, there are some that should be up there as cinematic classic, not classics, but in the upper echelon. Winter Soldier, I would would put. I up always there. I always go back to Civil War. Yeah, that Civil is, War. Is that it. is my go-to. Well, and even too when uh, the first Thor came out, and people were grilling Kenneth Branagh for directing, and he's like, "It's the, I was hired for this because it's a Shakespearean story." It is with yeah. a fucking god, right? That that's all it is. But who even, happens to be a quote unquote superhero? But even too like you know people were you know people idealize Shakespeare, and there was you know one of his plays. And movies that have been subsequently made, a dude turns into a fucking donkey. Like, and it's supposed to be a great comedy. But yet, no, nobody sits there and goes like, you know, William Shakespeare, what the fuck's he thinking? Who's just trying to get ticket made, sales. There's a movie that made a lot of money about a bear who does a lot of cocaine. Cocaine, yeah. Or, or like, let's put it this way. One that critics loved and that was up until another one of the director's movies was the highest grossing movie in the world. Go back and watch Titanic. That movie is bad. Billy Zane. Yeah. Is the bad guy. Leonardo DiCaprio before he be- became a good actor. No, no, Kate- no. He was a pretty face. Yeah. Kate Winslet, awesome. But, you yeah, know. Yeah, we love you. That's not, yeah. Um, but, yeah. It, that that really but that's considered like a cinematic masterpiece it's and not it's it is poop. a cgi it is a electronic yeah. uh masterpiece it is ahead of its time for graphics just we but said it about avatar that's the problem though that we are in right now is that we're still living in a world where critics still have weight and they shouldn't. But then you have a format like Rotten Tomatoes where people can use the internet to put in their input, whether it's and bombing it, or th- real. And, and then you've got Metacritic who takes all of these yeah. websites and puts it together with an algorithm. And it, it, it creates chaos, which ultimately ruins the product long term. Right. And that's why I... Which is I mean, my complaint. I hate to sound like an old man, but that's where I just wish Ben Mankiewicz from Turner Classic Movies dude, could just review everything and be like, hey, this is why it's fun. You know what was This better? is why it was a cultural touchstone. Movie with commentary on TBS, USA, Spike, where it was like two random people and they oh, would yeah, show yeah. a men's movie and then in between commercials they would be like uh, you know this this but then they'd show you like the director's voice yeah, and stuff. yeah. oh I'd no I remember that yeah that yeah dinner and a movie yeah I'd rather watch that than beans ass- and cornbread yeah <laughs> than assholes on the internet screaming yeah. into the void who are fucking up my movie-going entertainment experience because they're salty that well that's part of the reason that that we're doing this is to i don't want to say combat that but it was just like just to put this out in the ether of going like you can anyone can go and enjoy a movie right as long as you want to enjoy it (laughs) every nicole kidman says it best before every movie yeah like everybody enjoys it different but we all go to the same place well, and the fuck you. Sorry. Well, no, and, and 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 the larger issue to me is, and I say this as particularly looking back upon it. Yeah, as a you mean and, as a historian as you were. No, no, no. I'm saying no, as you are. At, well, well, we're, I mean, there's the <laughs> there's a little bit of that, but like as somebody who enjoys movies, and that, and like the you know late 90s mid late 90s early 2000s is considered like a another golden age and we lived that through that tarantino <coughs> you had classics like true romance that still doesn't get enough 
You had what Nolan is... at his inception. Inception, yeah. <gasps> so what I did there. Yeah. Y- you know, you, you Kubrick and his fucking crime. Darren Aronofsky. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. Requiem for a Dream. dream. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember seeing that in the theater and being blown away. I when, saw or, it and I, like, I finished and I called my mom. I was like, <laughs> I love you. I love you. Don't you know? do pills. Um, just <laughs> don't do speed. Mom. And, and the funny Thank thing you. is, every, every every mother who grew up in the eighties did Knows, speed. Yeah, they, they all did grainies. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, there, there there was a period of time. Like I used to go when when I was in college, I would go in and I would see like five or six movies because they took tickets at one spot. And it was like a multi-level because it was in New York. So, and so it, but like I'd stay on the top two floors where like all the indie movies were of and course. stuff like that. And, but I mean, like there was like uh, one stretch where like I'm, I'm watching like sideways. Well, but it's like I, I'm like in one weekend, I'm watching like Almost Famous and then watching You Can Count on Me. Which is essentially a play put on on a movie screen. You've got and, your big Lebowski's, yeah. right? You've got all of those. God damn it! Oh, I mean, we could go through that list, and and the problem is now, and it's not because of distribution. It's just what well, and because a lot of those stories are being put on TV and stuff like that. Oh, but like m- movies don't kind of carry that weight anymore. So when people like Martin Scorsese get pissed about it. Is that like look like if you They're all pissed were pissed at the industry, right? Like or the studios instead of enabling d- the shit. Well, and and it's also one of the weird things that you get into, which is unfortunately in the heyday that was because of the wine scenes. A lot of it was because of the wine scenes, because Miramax specialized in finding those small, small movies. That's and, how Quint Tarantino. Yeah. That's how Tarantino got to be Tarantino. And and that's how Harvey Weinstein was able to do what he was able to do. He liked Coke and he liked the young women. Yeah, and is no longer allegedly has been convicted. But yeah, um, he is alleged. Not no, he is no longer allegedly. He but, is. Anyway, aside from that is, yeah, like movies aren't what they have been. Whether nope. we're, we're talking about the time period that we were talking about, whether it's the time period I just showed my students, like in the in the mid and late 70s when independent film was just breaking out. Look at the entire 80s. Okay. <laughs> Everybody go, and don't get me wrong, I love every movie in the 80s. Sure. But there was a time period where Time Cop, with Jean-Claude Van Damme was atop the box office. Oh, I remember going seeing that opening night. Like, we, I, we snuck in for that. So, let's see. I saw Alien Ooh, when it was released. Yeah, yeah. I saw Dune when it was released. I saw Karate Kid. I saw the greatest cinematic masterpiece ever created. Gremlins? Well, I did see that. <laughs> no, no. I saw Breaking 1 and Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo at the movie theater. I saw... Here, wait, wait. Was that at the full payment theater or was that at the dollar theater? No, that was at full payment. Okay. I also saw um, Enter the Dragon. No. See, that's the other thing, too. It's like, I think that we are missing out is the, is the, dollar, the second run dollar theater. No, because that all became... My mother loved the dollar theater. You know why? Because you could bring a 40 and a blunt in. <laughs> yeah. And, a dollar. And like six crying kids and nobody gave a shit. Fuck. Nobody no. ever mopped that fucking floor ever. Nope. Someone <sighs> was getting a blowjob. Someone was smoking a blunt. Yeah. Someone was drinking a 40. <laughs> and someone had six kids. But like Star Wars ran for like eight years at the time. Well, it, the la- it's not the last dragon with the glow with Bruce Leroy. That movie will never get made today, by the way. I'm just telling you. Bruce Leroy.
Today's pod was sponsored by The Goddamn Sauce. Place your orders at thegdsauce.com. Pulpery is a privately produced podcast by Brock Ryder and Ben Grimion. Web design and photography by Beck Ryder. Original music by the Heisenberg Compensators. <laughs>